Welcome to the Dewhawk Digest, the podcast for all things Loris College. Longtime professor of marketing Hugh Graham is retiring after 33 years at Loris College. In this episode, he reflects on his Loris career and shares some plans for the years ahead. I'm Robert Waterbury, Assistant Director of Campus Communications, and I'm pleased to welcome the aforementioned Hugh Graham to the show. Hugh, welcome to the Dewhawk Digest. Robert, thank you. It's a pleasure to be invited, pleasure to be here. Well, I'm, I'm glad you can join me. I mean, you're the second faculty member that teaches marketing who will be retiring at the end of this academic year, the other being Pat Marzovka. Yes. Is there something in the water? <laughs> uh, old age. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me I'm old. That's about what that is. <laughs> uh, so, uh, no, I don't think there's anything in the water. We uh, I, I will speak for myself and a little bit for Pat. I know we both uh, have enjoyed our careers uh, greatly here at Loris College, uh, but even good things come to an end. And so serendipity a little bit and uh, just ending up at the same time. Sure. Is there something that uh, something that kind of told you, yep, this is, this is the right time? Uh, there was a, I won't go into detail, a small personal thing with a family member uh, that kind of struck home that, uh, you know, you can't buy more time. And uh, as much as I love uh, teaching, uh, there are other things I like to do as well. Mm-hmm. And I would hate to uh, to teach too long and not not be able to do those things. So. Sure. Well, before we start talking about your final year and, and beyond, let's, uh, let's go back to the beginning. So All where right. it started, what was it that, uh, what were you doing and what led you to Loris College? I was... Uh, uh, Here's a roundabout story. Uh, my undergraduate degree is in accounting. And when I graduated, I uh, did that for a couple of years. And, and probably the biggest thing I learned was I didn't want to do that <laughs> for a career. So I went back to get my graduate degree and uh, explored a few different things. And while I was getting my graduate degree, I got a job at uh, Pizza Hut, which was in Wichita at the time. and. Uh, we called it marketing research. It kind of be a marketing analytics thing. And I said, well, this is kind of fun, but this is not it either. <laughs> and uh, I was talking to my dad one time, and uh, he's a professor down at Wichita State. And I said, you know, I really like being a student, but uh, you have to pay. <laughs> what, what can I do that's like being a student but get paid, where I, I get to discuss things with a variety of people. I get to continue to learn uh, about all different areas, not just my field. He goes, well, you know, teaching is kind of like being a student, but you get paid. And, uh, so happened I was down at the grad office and I saw this uh, notice on the board uh, for this school called Loris College uh, in this city called Dubuque, Iowa. Uh, I did not know what Loris College was. I did not know where Dubuque was. And I certainly didn't know what a Dewhawk was. I said, well, but it's teaching. <laughs> Let me uh, apply. And they came up, and I met a few folks. It was kind of in the middle of the summer and liked the campus. Uh, they offered me an opportunity to teach. I took it. Now, 33 years later, I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, clearly it was a good fit. I, a couple, yeah, I, couple... I agree 100%. I, it's certainly from my point of view, mm-hmm. uh, it was a good fit. I hope it's been a good fit for Loris as well. well what was it about uh, Loris that not only, obviously you came here, but then you stayed? Stayed, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
continually enjoying doing what I do. Uh, and I, I will say uh, doing what I do is the classroom primarily. Uh, there are other things like with any job that you maybe tolerate <laughs> as best you can so that you can do the thing that you really like mm -hmm. best. And uh, I don't know, after my first semester, certainly after the first year, I was talking to some people. I said, it, it doesn't even feel like a job. I just enjoy it. You wake up, you go, and you're excited, you're reading, you're learning, you're talking, you're discussing things with bright young people. I feel like I'm stealing. <laughs> it's not a job. They're paying me. I'm going to keep doing this until they tell me I can't. So. <laughs> or you decide it's or it's, it's the time to move on. Yeah, sure. So, uh, well, and it's it's one thing about you know working in any industry. Yeah, over 33 years, things change, things evolve. Yeah. With marketing over that time, how have you seen what what's really stood out? Is like this has really changed as you've as you talk. Uh, I think. Uh, a common denominator in the things, the way things, a lot of things have changed has been the internet. I mean, that's not, I'm not breaking ground here and I'm not sharing uh, incredible insights with anybody. But when you talk about the way we used to reach people or let them know, hey, here are products that we have or here are services that we offer, the way we reach people now is, you can't imagine. Mm -hmm. 20 years ago, we'd have this thing where I go, well, if you're walking by a store, I can pop something on your phone because I know you shop here and I know you're interested in this stuff. And to encourage you more, I'll, I'll throw you a coupon. And it won't go to anybody else because they're not as interested in, in this thing as you are. <laughs> 20 years ago, yeah, why don't you just also reserve me a room on the moon because <laughs> none of this is happening. Yeah. And, and yet here we are. And so I, I think the biggest difference to the Internet is how we reach people, how they go shopping. You know, students are getting ready to go to school. It used to be for, for me, maybe for you. I don't want to age you, Robert. But, <laughs> you know, you go to the bookstore or something, there's a line, you got to pick. They sit in the room, go click, click, click. Two days later, it shows up at their doorstep. <laughs> yeah. going, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> so that's where I, Internet, how we communicate, how we shop, how we do all that stuff has changed, I think. Well, and that alone is uh kind of illustrates your point like you wanted to keep learning you want to yeah, keep being yeah. a student and and that's definitely a way to do it i mean you're not yeah. only teaching students but you're 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 you learning as, as it yeah. goes along yeah i agree so in that time also so loris has obviously changed in that yes, time uh what what's the biggest thing that stood out to you that this is it's it's different whether better or worse different, or whatever yeah. it is yeah just different Ooh, that's a really good question um you know i we have uh facilities have changed and and all that um I, you know i'm gonna answer it slightly different sure um other than what's changed and maybe this is your next question you know what i have found to be to me surprisingly consistent are the students and by that i mean this i don't i don't know whether they have longer shorter attention spans or whatever but i know this Whenever you communicate expectations to them, they really do a good job of, of trying to do what you've asked them to do. And so I could talk about, you know, different facilities or this thing's changed or, uh, you know, they don't dress as formal. You get some kids showing up in pajamas every now and then that maybe <laughs> I didn't see that 30 years ago or whatever it may be. But what I have found is regardless of my first semester to my last semester, if you communicate to them, say, here's what I expect from you. 
it happens. By and large, it happens. Well, that's tremendous. The consistency of the students is ultimately yeah. the thing that really stands out. Well, and beyond that, then if you're looking back at, at your experiences and the things that have really stood out as you, in addition to just the students being being that consistent, and is there anything that, that you look back on, like, you know, that was a really great, when we, yeah, I know you've done trips for the, for the J-terms yeah. and things like that. Is there any other moments or memories that really stand out that, like, I'm really glad I had a chance to do that? I think uh, not a singular thing. Uh, it would be 99.9% of my colleagues that I've had a chance to interact with that I've gone, you know, this is really, I'm glad I'm here to be around these people. Um, when I first started, um, a little name dropping and I'll be in trouble because somebody will say you forgot me, but uh, <laughs> the Gene Steinigers, the Pat Marzovkas, the Bill Hitchcocks, uh, we all started within a, a semester or a year of each other. And then we, we hung out quite a bit uh, together. And they they and some others, uh, Karen Storm, uh, Deb Pauley's, uh, the late Bob Pomerick, uh, those would be people, John Upstrom, I, I gotta stop, I'm gonna forget somebody, I already have. <laughs> uh, they would be a reason why I constantly said, I'm really glad I'm doing this. And that was almost a, reaffirmation I think every day that uh, yeah, I'm glad I'm here yeah it's just uh, the right choice for you yeah I mean as I said my number one joy was always the classroom it didn't matter what kind of day was going on uh, when it came time at 10 o'clock for that 10 to 10 50 Monday Wednesday Friday class that's heaven <laughs> <laughs> that's hard to beat but I think those other times where you're not in the classroom and the day's not going right or whatever uh, to have those kind of colleagues uh, throughout the years has been tremendous. Yeah. That's the thing I remember no. most. There have been some great trips. Uh, we've done some great things with, uh, he's been another big influence, Rich Clayton, um, and our trip to San Francisco with 10 years. <laughs> we did that together. And uh, um, that is a great academic experience. Personal experience would be uh, my colleagues okay. who I've worked with. Okay, well, so... 32 years into your career and of course you know nothing's ever easy yeah. and uh yeah. just to make sure that you're never too comfortable we'll throw a pandemic we'll throw a at pandemic you, you yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, i think pat mentioned he's 100 percent right uh, uh you, you could have thrown a thousand scenarios at me and said here's what your last year is going to look like and i'd said well there's the least likely one <laughs> where you know was it about a year ago Hey, yeah. Uh, yeah, no more in class. And you're going, what? <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah, we're going to try to do things on Zoom. <laughs> what Zoom? Yeah. yeah. Do I right. download that or <laughs> do I yell louder? What do I do? And uh, yeah, who would have thought? But, uh, you know, going back to my earlier point, I know it's, it's different for us uh, as professors. Um, but, you know, in a blunt kind of way, we're kind of, paid to make sure the delivery happens. The students, none of them signed up for this. And going back to my point earlier, and this year's really demonstrated it, you let them know what to expect as best you can say, here's what we think is going to happen. Uh, here's what I need you to do to make that happen. And step right up. Get it done. I know it's frustrating for some of them. Mm -hmm. and, but I don't hear a lot of complaining and quitting they just hey it's not my favorite thing but 
yeah, okay, that's what you need. I'll get it done. Yeah, well, it's been a real pleasure. And in the course of the year, we've gone through um, in classroom to suddenly being virtual. Yeah. To then a hybrid version. Yeah. And who, you know, and then the hybrid even is kind of, well, some of them are hybrid, mm-hmm. but then also part of the class is all online. Yep. So you you meeting with half, zooming with half, but then this other some number in the class that says, yeah, I'm never there. <laughs> <laughs> and you think, well, wait, I'm I'm not dealing with one or there's like five different things I have to do here just to deliver this one class, but. Uh, you know, we get paid. (laughs) So expect for me to figure it out Mm -hmm. and do it. Um, That's an expectation. But for them, like I said, none of them signed up for this. Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone enrolled at Loris College and said, here's what I'd like. Could I never, ever meet a professor and just do stuff on my little 14-inch screen at home? Could I do that? None of them signed up for that. But but they've adapted and, and have done really well, I think. Well, yeah, and, that, and that's kind of the opposite of what Loris is about. It's to really become an experiential uh, learning environment. And kind of reflecting on that, what's as you've done like more and more experiential, how is that? Uh, how do you think that's really impacted students, or how do you think the students have handled that compared to just the traditional sit in a lecture and just listen to me uh, talk? For I a while? hope they have enjoyed it because I know that uh, we have tried to incorporate more of it into our classes. Uh, Several years ago, Pat and I made a, uh, an intentional and conscientious decision to include uh, uh, simulations into all our marketing courses where they would have to do an activity. It's not something you could study for. Uh, they would have to work in groups, which is a key uh, element in any work uh, environment, and they would have to compete. Uh, it wasn't... The simulations, even from the most basic one we do in principles of marketing to the most advanced one we'll do in business seminar, it's none of them where we can all just sit around, hold hands, sing kumbaya, and we all make A's. Mm -hmm. Uh, They compete. And uh, somebody, as hard as you may work, somebody might make better decisions, and they'll get better results. And the fact that you worked hard is expected. Mm -hmm. But if someone's better... They're better. Right. And and I think that part, I think, has begun to prepare them earlier uh, for a career out wherever they may work uh, because that's the way it is. You compete. Sure, yeah. And, and you compete in the right way. That's expected. Uh, but you compete. Yeah. And, and working hard is, that's just the basic. You, yeah, you worked hard. They were, we all work hard. Mm-hmm. Now, who does better? Sure. And uh, I would say that's where we've tried to incorporate it into intentionally into our classes. And um, they are all the students are nervous because most of their classes there's not that kind of competition. But then they grow to like it, I think, <laughs> to some degree. Yeah. And the lessons cheap in the classroom. You don't do well. In the competition, maybe it dings your grade a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, you don't do well in the workforce. You don't have to worry about going to work the next day. You don't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, even if you don't do well, it's a relatively cheap lesson to learn. Sure. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Talk about the the 
real world type of experience that you wouldn't normally get. Yeah, that's just what by, we're trying to do. Yeah. Just a taste. They don't. College shouldn't be all. <laughs> should be fun. Right. So we'd we'd give you a taste. We won't beat you over the head with it. But right. Uh, I think it does a good job of giving them a, a taste, and uh, that's that's where I think the experientials really we try to filter it in throughout. Sure. So, so we're recording this. So you are. Uh, you you said right before we started recording. You're uh, you're less than a month. Yeah, I think so. I haven't looked at the exact date because, uh, <laughs> yeah, the number gets smaller and smaller. So, <laughs> so what? As you just you know, reflect back now. I mean, we we've done a little bit of that, but now as you just kind of think this last semester, anything gone through your head this last semester? Like, yeah, this is I I can't believe this is the last thing. Or, or is it just like yeah. kind of feel like. Obviously not business as normal because we've been in a pandemic, Agreed. but yeah. but still feel like well this is it's just another day or is it really well, is uh, is it kind of starting to, to add up in your head that this yeah, is it's starting this is to add it. up? Uh, you know, we were talking a little bit before, as I mentioned, by and large as normal as this semester can be with zooming and hybrid, you know whatever it is, you know we did do it last semester, some version of it, and a little bit a year ago where we all went zoom so. That semester has been going and going and going. But every now and then, Pat and I will sit and talk about who knows what. We, uh, it's been great. I've talked to Pat every day. And uh, he will mention more often than not, gosh, Huey, it's, it's really short. And then one of us will look at the calendar and you go, you know, back in November when we were saying it's really short, it was still far enough away you didn't think about it. Mm-hmm. And when this semester started in January, you go, yeah, 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 April, April. Because one thing I rib Pat about is that he's teaching May term. So he'll be here about three or four weeks past me, mm-hmm. and I'm going to call him and remind him every day how nice <laughs> retirement is while he's still working. But uh, now that we are a month away, yep. it's it's not as easy to say, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm retiring, but that's a ways down the road. No, I, I can see the end of the tunnel now. It's right there. <laughs> it's very real. It's very real. Point. That's a good way. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah, it. Uh, it's not a theory anymore. It's happening, and it's happening soon. So, well, and as you as it gets more real, what is what is what is life after after this academic year ends and you move on? Where it's you know come May first, what are well where are you going to be calling uh, Pat from when you? Uh, various places throughout the country. Uh, my wife and I uh, bought an RV, uh, uh, motorhome, uh, Class A motorhome diesel pusher thing. It's down in Phoenix right now, getting remodeled, and uh, then we're going to jump on it and uh, drive around and park someplace for a month and see what's going on. So more experiential learning for you, More experiential right? <laughs> learning without the quizzes or the test prep or anything like that. But um, uh, we're going to hook our Jeep up behind it and just go. And uh, if we like someplace, we'll stay. And if we don't, we'll move. Is that something that you've that you've kind of always had in the back of your mind? Like, well, I, I, I want to uh, do this sometime? Yeah. Uh, I don't know how the discussion started. Uh, but it was probably a couple of years ago. My wife retired uh, about a year or two ago, and, and we said, what do you want to do? What do you want to think about doing? I forget which one of us said, hey, this might be kind of fun. Then one goes, yeah, that does sound like fun. I go, whoa, we've agreed. Let's stop there <laughs> <laughs> and start looking to make this happen. And uh, so I don't know how it came up exactly. Sure. But, but like I said, when, when I got agreement or she got agreement, 
we didn't discuss <laughs> plan B. That's stop right there. <laughs> so is there anywhere in particular like you know that I, I definitely want to go here? Uh, the immediate plans are this. We will be uh, uh, in uh, Lake Ozarks uh, for a couple of months this summer. Mm -hmm. uh, I've got a friend down there that has a house, and he invites uh, some of us down to come spend some time. So we'll be down there. And then... Uh, I want to say November. My wife's doing the planning here. I want to say November through about February or March. She wants to be in Florida somewhere. You don't want to stay in Iowa or the Midwest in the uh, middle of the winter? Fine. I think we're going to come back and visit in August or so. Uh, well, but, but August. August is not December, January. Correct. In the exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I have skied and snowboard before, but it's not a passion of mine. Mm -hmm. So when I see snow, I see work. Sure. And I'm retiring, Robert. I don't want to work, <laughs> so I don't want to see snow. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, down in Florida somewhere, uh, I think she's picking the spot by, she'll Google, like, average daily temperature November, December, and see what cities pop up in the 75-degree uh, range. And then she goes, we're thinking about there. <laughs> so that's how she's planning, I think. So. Good. So, so every time you call and, and taunt Pat, you'll have a different. Uh, hey, we're doing this picture today. of something beautiful and sunny, <laughs> especially when he, because uh, Pat's staying in town. I know. Yeah. The first time I hear a snowfall in Dubuque, I'll be sure to <laughs> take a picture on my phone about the 75, 80 degree weather I might be enjoying. <laughs> Hope to enjoy. So. Well, that sounds that sounds tremendous, and uh, yeah. Like I said, a lot more learning and more experiences coming your way, which is tremendous. Yeah, yeah, we're looking forward to it. But it's a good plan. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> See how it works. <laughs> and definitely something to look forward well, to. Something every now and then my wife reminds me. She goes, "You know, it's only three hundred square feet." I said, "I know, honey." I'm good with that. We'll see how good you are having me around for 24-7 <laughs> in 300 square feet of living space. <laughs> right, well, you say if the place is warm, you have a little bit more more leeway to go. I'm yeah, going to go out be, for a little yeah. bit. I'm going to have two rooms in the house, the, the coach and outside. So we'll see <laughs> how it goes. So. All right. Well, Hugh, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. I appreciate me. the invite. Thank Congratulations you. on a fantastic career. And I know uh, you've had a tremendous impact on oh, a lot of Dewhawks over the over the years. And um, yeah, I just wish nothing but the best to you moving thank forward you. as you kind of start this nomadic lifestyle now yeah, moving forward. Yeah, so. Good boy. <laughs> Robert, I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thanks again, Hugh. And, and I also want to thank our producer, Trent Hanselman. And, and thank you to everyone who listened in to our discussion. For more podcasts as well as Loris news and features, be sure to visit the Loris Daily website at daily.loris.edu. While you're there, you can sign up for email notifications so you don't miss out on any Loris news each day. We hope you'll join us next time for another Dewhawk Digest. Until then, take care of yourselves and each other. And go Dewhawks! Hawks!